Today's reading begins in Leviticus, chapter 6, starting in verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, If anyone sins and commits a trespass against the Lord, and deals falsely with his neighbor in a matter of deposit, or of bargain, or of robbery, or has oppressed his neighbor, or has found that which was lost, and lied about it, and swearing to a lie, in any of these things that a man sins in his actions, then it shall be, if he has sinned and is guilty, he shall restore that which he took by robbery, or the thing which he has gotten by oppression, or the deposit which was committed to him, or the lost thing which he found, or anything about which he has sworn falsely, he shall restore it in full, and shall add a fifth part more to it. He shall return it to him to whom it belongs, in the day of his being found guilty. He shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord, a ram without defect, from the flock, according to your estimation, for a trespass offering to the priest. The priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord, and he will be forgiven concerning whatever he does to become guilty. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the hearth on the altar all night until the morning, and the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. The priest shall put on his linen garment, and he shall put on his linen trousers upon his body, and he shall remove the ashes from where the fire has consumed the burnt offering on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar. He shall take off his garments, and put on other garments, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it, it shall not go out, and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. He shall lay the burnt offering in order upon it, and shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually, it shall not go out. This is the law of the meal offering. The sons of Aaron shall offer it before the Lord, before the altar. He shall take from there his handful of the fine flour of the meal offering, and of its oil, and all the frankincense which is on the meal offering, and shall burn it on the altar for a pleasant aroma, as its memorial portion to the Lord. That which is left of it Aaron and his sons shall eat. It shall be eaten without yeast, in a holy place. They shall eat it in the court of the tent of meeting. It shall not be baked with yeast. I have given it as their portion of my offerings made by fire. It is most holy, as are the sin offering and the trespass offering. Every male amongst the children of Aaron shall eat of it, as their portion forever throughout your generations, from the offerings of the Lord made by fire. Whoever touches them shall be holy." The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This is the offering of Aaron and of his sons, which they shall offer to the Lord in the day when he is anointed, one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour for a meal offering perpetually, half of it in the morning and half of it in the evening. It shall be made with oil in a griddle. When it is soaked, you shall bring it in. You shall offer the meal offering in baked pieces for a pleasant aroma to the Lord. The anointed priest that will be in his place from amongst his sons shall offer it. By a statute forever it shall be wholly burnt to the Lord. Every meal offering of a priest shall be wholly burned. It shall not be eaten. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, This is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is killed, the sin offering shall be killed before the Lord. It is most holy. The priest who offers it for sin shall eat it. 
It shall be eaten in a holy place, in the court of the tent of meeting. Whatever shall touch its flesh shall be holy. When there is any of its blood sprinkled on a garment, you shall wash that on which it was sprinkled in a holy place. But the earthen vessel in which it is boiled shall be broken, and if it is boiled in a bronze vessel, it shall be scoured and rinsed in water. Every male amongst the priests shall eat of it. It is most holy. No sin offering, of which any of the blood is brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the holy place, shall be eaten. It shall be burned with fire. This is the law of the trespass offering. It is most holy. In the place where they kill the burnt offering, he shall kill the trespass offering, and its blood he shall sprinkle around on the altar. He shall offer all of its fat, the fat tail, and the fat that covers the innards, and he shall take away the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is by the loins, and the cover on the liver, with the kidneys, and the priest shall burn them on the altar for an offering made by fire to the Lord. It is a trespass offering. Every male amongst the priests may eat of it. It shall be eaten in a holy place. It is most holy. As is the sin offering, so is the trespass offering. There is one law for them. The priest who makes atonement with them shall have it. The priest who offers any man's burnt offering shall have for himself the skin of the burnt offering which he has offered. Every meal offering that is baked in the oven, and all that is prepared in the pan and on the griddle, shall be the priest's who offers it. Every meal offering, mixed with oil or dry, belongs to all the sons of Aaron, one as well as another. This is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which one shall offer to the Lord. If he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened cakes mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers anointed with oil, and cakes mixed with oil. He shall offer his offering with the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving, with cakes of unleavened bread. Of it he shall offer one out of each offering for a heave offering to the Lord. It shall be the priest's who sprinkles the blood of the peace offerings. The flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving shall be eaten on the day of his offering. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. But if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow or a free will offering, it shall be eaten on the day that he offers his sacrifice. On the next day, what remains of it shall be eaten, but what remains of the meat of the sacrifice on the third day shall be burned with fire. If any of the meat of the sacrifice of his peace offering is eaten on the third day, it will not be accepted, and it shall not be credited to him who offers it. It will be an abomination, and the soul who eats any of it will bear his iniquity. The meat that touches any unclean thing shall not be eaten. It shall be burned with fire. As for the meat, everyone who is clean may eat it, but the soul who eats of the meat of the sacrifice of peace offerings that belongs to the Lord, having his uncleanness on him, that soul shall be cut off from his people. When anyone touches any unclean thing, the uncleanness of man or an unclean animal, or any unclean abomination, and eats some of the meat of the sacrifice of peace offerings which belong to the Lord, that soul shall be cut off from his people." The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, You shall eat no fat of bull or sheep or goat. The fat of that which dies of itself, and the fat of that which is torn of animals, may be used for any other service, but you shall in no way eat of it. For whoever eats the fat of the animal which men offer as an offering made by fire to the Lord, even the soul who eats it shall be cut off from his people." You shall not eat any blood, whether it is of bird or of animal, in any of your dwellings. Whoever it is that eats any blood, that soul shall be cut off from his people. The Gospel of Mark, Chapter 3, 
beginning in verse 7, Jesus withdrew to the sea with his disciples, and a great multitude followed him from Galilee, from Judea, from Jerusalem, from Idumea, beyond the Jordan, and those from around Tyre and Sidon. A great multitude, hearing what great things he did, came to him. He spoke to his disciples that a little boat should stay near him because of the crowd, so that they wouldn't press on him. For he had healed many, so that as many as had diseases pressed on him that they might touch him. The unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, fell down before him and cried, You are the Son of God. He sternly warned them that they should not make him known. He went up into the mountain and called to himself those whom he wanted, and they went to him. He appointed twelve, that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach, and to have authority to heal sicknesses, and to cast out demons. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James, whom he called Boanerges, which means sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Then he came into a house. The multitude came together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. When his friends heard it, they went out to seize him, for they said, He is insane. The scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebub, and by the prince of demons he casts out the demons. He summoned them and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. If Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he can't stand, but has an end. But no one can enter into the house of the strong man to plunder unless he first binds the strong man. Then he will plunder his house. Most certainly, I tell you, all sins of the descendants of man will be forgiven, including their blasphemies with which they may blaspheme. But whoever may blaspheme against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation, because they said, He has an unclean spirit. Psalm 37, beginning in verse 1. Don't fret because of evildoers, neither be envious against those who work unrighteousness, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Also delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine out like light, and your justice as the noonday sun. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Don't fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who makes wicked plots happen. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Don't fret, it leads only to evil doing. For evil doers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. For yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Yes, though you look for his place, he isn't there. But the humble shall inherit the land, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Proverbs chapter 10, beginning in verse 3. The Lord will not allow the soul of the righteous to go hungry, but he thrusts away the desire of the wicked. He becomes poor who works with a lazy hand, but the hand of the diligent brings wealth. Thank you.